bunny privilege? Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, No Boring Stories, words by Julie Falaco, pictures by Charles Santoso, published by Viking Penguin Young Readers. No Boring Stories is an entirely too long story that is written like a comic book. It follows a relentless bunny wanting to join a group of animals writing club. They tell her she's not allowed in, but she doesn't take no for an answer. How will these two sides resolve their issues in a story that claims it's not boring? Will they get physical, file restraining orders, or will they destroy the bunny by bringing up shit she said in the past? Well, let's lay low and watch the fireworks fly. The graphic novel opens on a mole calling to order a writer's meeting, assuming all of her friends have shown up. But it's only a bunny standing right in front of her, and the mole freaks out when she finally realizes this. Am I missing something? Are moles blind? How does she not realize no one who's a part of the club is there? And what's wrong with a bunny? The mole looks like a dweeb. Wouldn't having more friends be better? But instead of inviting the bunny in, the mole profiles her and says, quote, I can guess why you're here. You want to bore us with your stories of cuddling and mommies and kittens and bedtime. We don't need your help. Please go. End quote. Wow, that's a lot of assuming. And you know what assuming does. Also, Why is this mole so triggered by moms? Does she not have one? Well, the bunny walks away distraught after the abuse she just took. But instead of leaving, she hides in a bush like a peeping Tom. Finally, the whole writer's group shows up, and it consists of a... a bebe rusa, or a deer pig, a giraffe neck weevil, and a yeti crab, along with the mole. And they get set up and start writing their belligerent story placing it in some kingdom, fighting grape monsters. Yeah, if it sounds absurd, it's because it is. It's just thoughtless. Oh, a kingdom? And fighting monsters? No way! That's definitely not boring. Well, this sparks the imagination of the bunny hiding in the bushes, and she jumps out like a cat burglar, and startles everyone. Jeez. Probably not the best way to get everyone on your side. That got the adrenaline pumping. Well, the group obviously wasn't having it and kicks her out. Being persistent, she just digs a hole and hides again. And the writer's group starts talking about lasers or some shit. It's not good. How did this become a book? What was the author thinking? Oh, I got an idea. Let's write a story about people writing a story. And oh, by the way, the story they're writing is going to suck. Well, the pattern is set when the bunny pops out of the hole to try and add something to their story once more. Guess what? They kick her out again. And this time, she disguises herself as a pillow. She's one hell of an eavesdropper. Well, the meeting of the minds gets back to work. Man, these grape monsters are getting crazy up in her. When the group goes to ask for the crab's input, they find him asleep on the bunny pillow. If your own character is falling asleep with how boring this story is, you got some issues.
When they wake the crab up, he tells them how comfy the pillow is. So the mole comes over and slaps her face right on the bunny's ass and is like, You're right. But then they're all like, Wait a minute. And they all go crazy at the sight of the bunny. The bunny pleads with them to let her join. But this is when the group really shows their true colors, that they're a bunch of animalists. The draft-necked weevil states, quote, What could we ever help you with? You're a bunny. You're an every story. End quote. And they go on to show a bunch of books with bunnies in them, basically saying the bunny had bunny privilege and that bunnies have had their time. She personally was never in those books, but because some bunny who looked like her was in the books, she doesn't get a chance. Now that's got to be the definition of animalism. They even tell her to use her bunny privilege and go find some bunnies to help her. So awful. But finally something gives though, and they tell her she can stand there, but she can't say anything, because her turn to say something has passed. While she's standing there, they go on finishing up their animalist story, with them riding a horse. Why does it have to carry them? I guess they think they're better than horses, too. They reach the end of their story, and because they aren't talented writers, they can't figure out how to end it. So the bunny weasels her way in. Up, oh, there I go, being an animalist. That was derogatory to weasels. I'll correct that. She sneaks her ending in, and the group loves it. So you aren't left hanging, she ended their story by having them laser the grapes into raisins. And they eat their opponents in carrot raisin salad sandwiches. Gross. Maybe this group, or the author for that matter, should put the pen down. And the story comes to an end with the group coming to a realization and changing their animalist ways, right? Wrong. They tell the bunny she's in the club, but if she brings a frog or a puppy, she's out. And she agrees. They essentially make her adopt their prejudice ways. Just sick. I think we know what the moral is here. It's to be persistent and don't let hateful people steal your dream because of the way you look. She brought her own unique traits to the table and kept pushing to show she was different. But honestly, the ending left more to be desired. She should have told them to F off and got about that bitch and set up her own group. Because acquiescing with this group like that, that hates you in the first place, will only get you so far. And her propping them up only further allows their animalism to exist. I've already said it throughout our dissecting of this read. Julie's writing was entirely too long. And I don't exactly know if she holds the same views of the writer's group or is merely drawing attention to it. Either way, justifying their actions at the end was repulsive. I will say, if her goal was to pull a fast one on the reader by making them think this wasn't going to be boring and then making it a rambling story, then more power to her, because that would be one hell of a joke. As for Charles's pictures, they were entertaining enough, being cartoony and trying to provide as much action as possible. Some may find this story amusing with a few comical moments. I did not. But I'll try to be objective. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 2.5. I'll have a taste, push it around, and go back for another bite. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.